everyone. Oh my god, did you miss me? I've missed you. Um, I'm here. I look like a little chalupa. My hair's all crazy. I don't know. It feels silly wearing makeup to do a podcast. But I also noticed that when I wear makeup, I feel like I'm doing something important. So maybe I just need to start getting dressed for the podcast. I don't know what the deal is. But um, here I am. Another episode. We've survived another week. We've done it. I just saw a billboard for a show called Alter Ego, which is a singing competition show where everyone has a fake, like, character. I don't know. Things are getting out of hand out in the world. Everyone's talking about this, you know, jab passport. I've noticed that people have started calling the V word a jab. That's like the cool thing to call it. I'm not into that. You know how people don't like the word moist? I'm not feeling the word jab. Like, I don't know. It sounds so corny. Anyway, people are getting, you know, fired up about that. I haven't heard one person complain about this alter ego show. And I think that's where we need to put our minds at. Anyway, hello. I, I've i been traveling a little bit. I went to Cleveland, Ohio. I went to Chicago, Illinois. And I am about to embark on like a two-week journey opening up for a band. Yes, I've never done this before. One time I performed at Cal Jam which is like a kind of like a rock festival in the greater Los Angeles area. It's kind of deep in like, I don't even know, like inland. But um, that was put on by the Foo Fighters. I think it was started by Jimi Hendrix back in the day, Cal Jam. And then it stopped. And then the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, he picked it up and he started it. And, uh, and they were doing comedy like two years ago, three years ago. I think I had really short hair, so it must have been three or four years ago. It's all a blur to me. But I did comedy there, but that was like a separate area for comedy. It wasn't like comedy and then the Foo Fighters, you know? So I've never opened for a musical act before. I've heard about it. I've heard stories. Um... You know, when people go to see a concert, they're not expecting to see, like, a comedy show before. So I don't think it's going to be like my regular stand-up. I think it's going to be a little more loose, a little more conversational, and it'll definitely be an interesting experience. I don't even know if I'll do well. Like, I don't even know if that's an option. I feel like I'm just going to be, like, audience warm-up for the band. But I hope I do a really good job. I have a good feeling, I have confidence in myself, but you never know. Like, every time I've gone to a concert, like, I've never, you know, I'm, like, getting nachos while the opening band is performing. So, it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm opening for St. Vincent, which I'm very excited about. I really didn't think this was going to happen. I, you know, my friend was telling me that his friend had an opportunity, put my name in the hat, and I'm like, that's what everyone says. Oh, they're gonna, you know, mention me or try and get me in. And it never really happens. So when it does, you're just kind of like, is this real life? So I get to do that. And St. Vincent is such an incredible artist. And I'm so excited to be able to perform with her and get to go. I'm going to like Portland, Maine, Burlington, Vermont, Indianapolis, uh, Minneapolis, uh, Denver. 
So I think a couple other places too, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a very unique experience. And, uh, and the coolest part, I mean, I don't know if this is the coolest part, but to me, this is kind of a interesting, fun little part. I get to go on the tour bus. I get to like live in a bunk on a tour bus and really like have that rock star experience. I'm going to be smelly. I'm not going to shower. Um, you know, all that good stuff. Hey, will you turn that light on, on the little pedal? I just realized I didn't turn that light on and it might make me look like 2% better. I think you just wait. Yeah. It might turn off though. Okay. We're good. Hell yeah. Do I look better? I just stared directly into the light. Yeah. I look 100% better. That really changed the game for me in a lot of ways. <sighs> honestly though, I have to be honest, honestly, for honesty, I, um, I kind of wish that I had blonde hair for this. I feel like this brown hair just isn't like rock star vibes. I feel like I need to do so. Like, I honestly had. Why do I keep saying honestly? Like, as if everything else I've said is a lie. I feel like I need to do something crazy with my hair. On the way over to the podcast, I had the thought should I cut my hair really short? Not like bald again, not like shaved head, but just like. I don't know. I just. It just. I feel like I am the type of person who needs something a little bit extreme. I just need to be like. You know, I need people asking me if I'm okay, if everything's all right. If people aren't asking me that, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Someone needs to be asking what my mental, you know, state is like for me to feel like I'm, you know, making the choices that are fitting for me. So I'm very excited for that. It'll be the longest I'm away, you know, performing. It's going to be wild. I'm excited. I'm going to be... I think I'm going to try and, like, vlog. I don't know. We'll see. I always get so uncomfortable. But then I was re-watching videos of me, like, talking to my camera, and I was like, this is kind of cool. I kind of fuck with this. So, we'll see. Okay. We need to talk about me. I need to get into it. I need to channel what has been going on. Um, but first, before I do, quick shout-out to the lovely Warby Parker, um, I'm currently wearing their glasses. I love their glasses. I get so many compliments on them and, uh, it was such an easy process to get them. I, I spent my own money to buy these glasses because I wanted them after I did their try on five at home program. And essentially what you can do is you can go to Warby Parker's website. Um, you can pick out five glasses that you like they will send you said glasses to your home. You can try them on. Uh, you can keep them for a few days. I think you can keep them for like five days. And then uh, if you pick out ones that you like, you send them all back. And, uh, and okay, let me just make sure. Yeah, you try them on. And, you know, then you send them back. Uh, Warby Parker makes it very easy. As you all know, I'm a pretty lazy person. I get overwhelmed by simple tasks and it was so easy to send the glasses back. I was worried I was going to like steal them and just have like glasses without prescriptions in them, you know, the sample glasses, but I sent them back. I sent them on time. Um, and then you can order whichever ones you like on their website and there's no obligation to buy. So like you can just play dress up in fake 
glasses that don't have your prescription in them yet and take some selfies and a new pair of glasses, send them back. You know, you can just do that if you don't find any that you love. Just take a bunch of photos and cute glasses. Do some librarian role play. Uh, do some... Who's someone who wears glasses notably? Hmm. Albert Einstein cosplay. No, he doesn't wear glasses. Uh, John Lennon. Yes. Yeah, recreate some John Lennon poses in some Warby Parker glasses. So, you can try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. Ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash Mac. I bought two of their glasses. One of them I bought is blue blockers. And I didn't even go to my, uh, I didn't go to my eye doctor. I was able to just send all my eye doctor's info to Warby Parker and they reached out for me, got my prescription, filled it, and then sent me back these glasses with my prescript in them. So shout out to Warby Parker, really up in the game, making things easy. I didn't even know that this was something you could like legally do, but it is. You can take Warby Parker's glasses home and then bring them back and then get whatever you want or not. Warbyparker.com slash Mac. Highly recommend. Even if you don't even have prescriptions, you just want like a cool pair of glasses. Warby Parker has sunglasses too. They have so many different options and you can like, I took a quiz to see which glasses I should get based on like my face shape and what I wanted. It was helpful. It was fun. I love a good quiz. What's your, what Disney princess are you? Sign me up. What Disney princess would wear what Warby Parker glasses? Even better. Warbyparker.com slash Mac A-L-I-M-A-C. Okay. Um, so what did I do this week? I went to Cleveland. I went to Chicago. I'd never been to either of those places. Can you believe I've never been to Chicago? I'd never been. I ate a hot dog. It was so good. I don't like whatever that like bright green stuff is on it. It's almost like relish, but it's like not normal. It's like very bright green. It almost looks like like a Shrek themed. Like remember how craft uh, ketchup used to do like Shrek ketchup or like weird things like that? That's what that relish looked like. It looked like a parody relish. I wasn't into that, but everything else was so good. I love a good hot dog. Like, I love, like, shitty, like, like, like what you, like, what you would eat at a football party. Like, I love just snacks. Nachos. Bean dips. Oh, I love a dip. I go crazy for a dip. If I'm at someone's house and they have like a platter of dips and little hand snacks, I'm I'm getting full off of that. By the time the food comes, I have a stomach ache. I still power through the main meal, but I really go crazy on like a cheese board, a charcuterie. <sighs> that that will mess me up, a charcuterie. I remember like 3 Super Bowls ago, my friend invited me over. His girlfriend had this my friend Justin Sherman, very funny. He has a hilarious Instagram. He does like these funny voices. His girlfriend makes the craziest charcuterie boards. I ate so much cheese, I don't think I pooped for like a week. Oh my god, it was bad. It hurt so bad. 
Oh, it was right before COVID. It was right before COVID. Maybe the charcuterie gave me COVID because I was sick and I thought it was the cooter. The cooter board. Anyway, so Cleveland was good. I was there for too short of a time. Like I flew in day of the show and then I got there and I like pretty much just like went to the show, slept and then left early the next morning to go to Chicago. So I didn't really get to see too much of it. But it was it seemed nice. I liked it. I went to Hilarities. And that was in a cool little area. All the restaurants down that street. Yeah, I didn't get to explore it or anything. But I enjoyed it. Uh, and then Chicago. Chicago was good. It's hard though. I'm realizing I kind of have a tough time traveling like for a weekend gig alone like it makes me lonely it's just hard like especially if you're in an area where you don't have like friends out there to hang out with like luckily my friend Tom who also does uh designs for the podcast he does the thumbnail shout out to Tom Bosco um he lives out there so we went biking um and that was really nice but like I don't know there's just something like a little bit isolating about being on the road even when you do know people out there you're still like I don't know I can be kind of like a whiny bitch I'm like "Mm -hmm, I miss home but the shows were really fun that club was cool um Chicago people man they drink what a drinking place that is everyone's eating hot dogs and getting fucking wasted like it amazes me that anyone lives past 40 in Chicago This is my drinking water ASMR portion. But, um, yeah, the shows were good. It was my first time also selling merch. Because I had my t-shirts on my website. And there were a couple left that um, I didn't sell. So I was like, oh, I might as well just, like, take these to the shows with me and sell them. And it was fun doing that. I don't know if I'd keep doing it. I'd rather just have people buy them on my website. I got to come out with some new t-shirts, some other merch. I have stuff that I want to do. I need to figure out a place to get it made. That's next on my to-do list. Put it on the list. I, um... My boyfriend has become my personal assistant. Do you think I'm annoying? No. He said no. Good boy. Who's a good boy? People are gonna put in the comments, You're such a filthy girlfriend. Why do you talk to your boyfriend like that? You just said I was a good girlfriend. We'll talk about it later, honey. We have a good time. Don't we? Say yes. Um, yeah, so... What was I saying? Oh, I sold t-shirts. Uh, the shows were good. And here's the coolest part. I was in Chicago when they were doing... The U.S. Navy does this thing called the Air and Water Show. I mumble my words, so I kept saying, Oh, did you guys see the Air and Water Show? Almost like it was like Aaron Carter's you know, weird cousin who's also has the name Aaron. I kept saying like the air and water show. Air and water. So the U.S. Navy does this thing, I guess every year in Chicago and all over, apparently. Apparently the U.S. Navy does these air and water shows and apparently I was there and apparently... Do you guys remember that kid? I've been watching that video so much I keep saying it. Apparently... And then Ellen put him on the TV show and he was like, I can't just keep saying this word. It was spontaneous. Like, I love when that happens when people have like a viral video and they're like, keep doing more of that. And the kid was like, I, 
I just had too much sugar that day. So now the parents like feed them Mountain Dews to keep being viral. That poor kid. I want to have him on the podcast. He seems chill. I'll be like, do the apparently thing. Can you find out where he is? Will you look him up? Are you playing Hearthstone? When you're done playing Hearthstone, if you could look. I think his name's like Noah or something. Or like, I don't know. Cute little ginger kid. He's probably pretty. He's probably a little bit older now. I wonder if that still haunts him. Speaking of, you know, viral things that have gotten older, that guy from the Nirvana album cover is now demanding he gets paid because of child pornography. And, you know, I'm sure all of you have seen the meme of him recreating that photo like every five years. I mean, I get it. It's tough to have one thing. That's like that kid. You have one thing. And you want more things to happen, and it doesn't. And then you get bitter that you weren't a bigger star for being naked in a pool on a Nirvana album. Because I guess what I read, I don't know if this is accurate, but uh, apparently he he was doing an art show. I would love to look up his art. I should do that. I should look up his art. The Nirvana kid on the album. The apparently kid is on a TV show. The toy, what, what's, what network is the toy box on? CBS. Wow, good for him. I wonder if I could still get him. ABC. ABC. Okay. So the apparently kid is on a TV show. So it did work out for him. And he's 12 years old. Is he still a little bit, like, chunky? Oh. Is he still cute? Oh. Okay. Apparently he's doing pretty well and apparently it worked out for him. That's probably super annoying to keep doing. But the Nirvana guy, he, like, recreated the photo every year and yada yada. But obviously, like, you know, his feelings were hurt. He was doing some art show. He wanted the Nirvana people's support, you know. I don't know what that means. I guess he reached out to, like, I don't know what he did. But apparently, like, uh, apparently, I guess, supposedly, supposedly, doesn't have the same ring. But... The Nirvana people, whoever he reached out to, who's involved with Nirvana still, uh, didn't want to, like, be a part of the art show. And he was like, you guys have used my dick on your album. And it's like, yeah, but, like, I don't know. I, I would be salty about it. But also, it's like, people didn't buy the album because of him. It's iconic. So my friend Julia was saying on our Patreon Zoom hang today. It's true. It's like no one's buying the album because your baby penis is on it. As iconic and cool as it was, like, Nirvana's Nirvana, no matter what the album cover is. Right? I think so. I guess. But also, my heart goes out to that guy. That sucks. To be, like, famous for something without even trying to be famous for something and then not really get anything from it. Yeah, it's gotta hurt. Like, imagine working at Walmart being like, I was on the Nirvana album. Like, that stings a little bit. You want that to go somewhere else. You want that to be a bigger thing. Because being a child star myself, as a former child star, I remember I talked about that on Rogan's podcast. And people were like, oh, you just handed stand-up comedy. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm... No, like what? No one even like no one remembers me on the radio as a child. And also like I don't like I'm not in touch with any like how would that help me in any way? 
Um, but yeah, I think like when I was in middle school or high school, I was like, I was a little bit bitter that I had stopped doing it. And especially because when I stopped doing the radio, I got a deal to sign with Ryan Seacrest Network. And my dad, like, who has knows nothing about business, was like, they're asking for too high a percentage. Like, they'll counteroffer. And then they didn't counteroffer. But now I look back and I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful because I probably would have had, like, a reality show, you know, because Ryan Seacrest produced the Kardashians. So it would have been like keeping up with the Makovskis and I would have been a Krakow with two babies at this point. Not that the Kardashians are Krakows, but I think for me personally, I would have gone down that path. Um, so now I'm glad, but at the time, my dad would have to literally like tell me and my sisters to stop harassing him for not just signing that contract. But now we're like probably for the best, which I think is true. Um... How did I get here? I truly have podcast dementia. Every time I start talking, I'm like, how did I get to this point? The Nirvana kid. Why did I bring him up? I don't know. God beats me. I need a... My brain. Do you think there's something wrong with me? No. So I went to Chicago. Oh, the air and water show it was so cool they do like they take these like fighter jets is that what they're called like those planes and there's like seven of them and they do these like it's almost like synchronized swimming but in the sky and I say this with you know the most respect and the most love but it is truly some of the gayest art I've ever seen in my life it is so beautiful. They're all synchronized. I like to imagine they're in the fighter jets and they're over the headsets being like, come on, boys, five, six, seven, eight, up, down, turn around, dip it low and pick it up. I love it. It's so good. Oh, it's like, you know, when you watch like Simone Biles or like the U.S. gymnasts at the Olympics and they're all, you know, doing that's what it felt like. But in the sky defying God with physics and technology. Oh, it was the most beautiful thing. All that was missing was fireworks. They needed like a little light show to go along with it. But it was incredible. I, I teared up a little bit. Um, so yeah, that was my Chicago experience. I also felt like I didn't do as much. I didn't go to the Bean. I didn't go to the Bean. I pretty much just stayed around where Zany's is. But I had a nice time. Did anything crazy happen? Did I tell you about anything crazy happening? No. Um, okay. I also want to quickly say, shout out to Parade for this incredible bandana that I've been fidgeting with all podcast. I should get, you know how kids nowadays have all those like fidget toys? They just have like bubbles that they pop to keep their hands busy. This bandana has really served me today on this podcast. Um, if you don't already know, I'm a huge fan of Parade. I love their underwear. I love their bralettes. I, oh, as soon as I got their bralette, I haven't stopped wearing it. I bought like two or three more of them. Um, and, uh, and their, their underwear starts at just like $9, $8. And they're so comfy. I'm wearing their underwear right now. They're so soft. 
I love it. The, the, you can actually like look cute and stylish in underwear. I thought you were just supposed to wear like weird, stupid, random like Target packs of underwear. I didn't know that you could like look cool wearing underwear. So Parade uh, has a little discount for my gorgeous followers and fans and lovers and friends. Uh, if you go to your parade, Y-O-U-R parade.com slash Allie Mac, you'll get 20% off your order of $40 or more. So the discount code is Allie Mac, A-L-I-M-A-C. You can get 20% off of a $40 or more order at yourparade.com slash Allie Mac. It's an exclusive discount just for you. Um, and I guarantee you'll find a bunch of stuff that you like. Okay? Okay? Ugh. I wish I looked cute. Like, you know how the girls wear the bandanas around their head? I literally just look like I'm picking grapes off of a vine and, like, doing yard work and, like, maybe Mother Teresa raising a family. Like, I just look very industrial. Like, I look like my hands are raw and cracked. And other girls wear this and look like they're going to Coachella. I just look like my posture is really bad because I'm doing so much yard work. I have such bad posture. Posture is one of those things where when you say the word posture, all of a sudden everyone sits up differently. Comment below if you just changed your posture when I said that word. I guarantee you did. I'll bet you five dollars. Okay, let me check through my calendar, though, because I feel like I have done some things. Did anything crazy happen this week? I have a crazy story, but that's going to be for Patreon. I'm about to house it. I got my nails done. I went bowling. My friend Mecky, who's so funny, Mecky Leaper, he uh, he was saying we were bowling. There was a group of friends for my friend Ahmed Weinberg's birthday, another funny comic, and, uh, and Mackie was like, bowling's one of those things where, like, no one actually cares. Like, there's no real, like, you're just doing it for fun. And even though it's just for fun, any time you have a bad bowl, you have to just turn around and face 10 of your closest friends and see their reaction to you having a really bad bowl. How would you say that? A really bad shot? And then you have to protect, you have to, like, make a face, like... <laughs> I guess tonight's not my night. Like, every time you have a bad bowl, you just look back and, like, make some stupid comment about it. So embarrassing. Like, there's nothing at stakes. The stakes are zero for this game. Um, okay. Okay. Let me... I haven't worked out. I feel like by the time I work out again, I'm going to be so out of working. I need to work out like tomorrow. No, I can't tomorrow. Bummer. Looks like I'm not working out for a month. Mm. Oopsies. My schedule's just so busy. I don't know if I can talk about it yet, but Liquid Death made like a horror movie. They sent it to me. It's so funny. I think I'm going to talk about it at some point, but I don't think I'm supposed to yet. But they made, like, a short horror movie. It's, like, 40 minutes. I watched it when I was in Chicago at Zany's. It was cute. I liked it. Um, I watched... This, this 
the past two weeks, I watched, uh, what was that movie with Robin Williams? Good Morning Vietnam, which made me so sad. I had never seen it before. It's such a good movie, but it broke my heart. Just knowing that he's, like, dead now and watching that, I think it hits harder knowing that he's no longer with us. Oh, it ruined me. I think I was, like, out of commission for two days. I'm so sensitive to those things. But also, I did start my period after, so it might have been related to that. Um, and then I just watched X Machine, or no, not X Machine, just The Machinist. Oh. I, I keep getting it mixed up with X Machina. Yeah, I saw X Machina. That shit's good. But The Machinist was also good. I mean, I love Christian Bale. I'm a Bale head. He's so yummy. Do you find him good looking? No. You don't? In American Psycho? Oh. God, I... Oh, I'd eat his butt right now. What's What female celebrity would you eat their butt right now? Who gets you going every single time? Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Sure. What about her? Have you seen the movie Long John Silvers? No, the one about porn. The one about porn. Uh, well, then that's... Uh, Joseph, you, you Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh. Long John? Long John? The, the Don? The Don? I don't know. But does she do freaky stuff in it? No. Uh, no. Oh. Oh, okay. There's a scene where she grinds on Joseph Gordon Levitt. And he creams in his pants. Wow. You got, you got dirty to JDL? JGL? Nothing in his pants? Wow. Yeah, to a good old grind sesh. That's what got you off. That's kind of wholesome. That's sweet. Yeah. Oh. I don't like hearing about you wanting to bone people. When I do it, it's cute and fun. When you do it, it's disgusting and inappropriate and unfaithful. Gal Gadot? Why do you like Gal Gadot? Big titties? Okay, you're just, you keep rattling them off. Yeah. Who? Who are you going to say? The girl. The girl in, um, in True Detective. In True Detective. Season one. The one who bones McConaughey? Douglas. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, wait, don't tell me. My dad. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember what she looks like. I'd would I eat Woody Harrelson's butt? No, no. I want him to be my dad. I can't eat his butt. I'd eat whatever he was cooking for me as his daughter. I think I could pass as Woody Harrelson's daughter. Um. Oh yeah, but Christian Bale, man, and the fact that he's British and he sounds American in every movie, The Dark Knight. Yeah, um, well, he wasn't in The Dark Knight, but... Oh, okay, what's her name? What's her name? Alexandra Daddario? Alexandra Daddario. Daddario? Daddario. Hmm. Okay, I'll just change my entire personality to become that of Scarlett Johansson, Gal Gadot, and Alexandra Daddario. And also... 
Oh, wow. She's got big ditties. Damn. You also like, uh, uh, who was it? Fuck. I'm blanking. I forget. It was just in my head and now I'm blanking. I know that you, oh, it keeps coming in and out of my brain. I keep picturing it and knowing who it is and then it's passing. Damn, whatever. There's a bunch of people you want to bone. Good for you. Oh, but then we watched, uh, but then you were watching Mrs. Maisel again, and I was talking about how funny it is in Miss Maisel. I feel like Miss Maisel is the greatest show about comedy, and it's so crazy because it takes place in, what, the 50s? Yeah, the late 50s, early 60s. And I feel like there's so many things that are still so relatable now. Like, everyone thinks in the show when she says she's like, what does she say? She's an entertainer. And people go like, oh, so you're a singer? And she's like, no, I'm a comedian. And they're like, a lady telling jokes? Like, I feel like that still happens. Like, when I go to comedy clubs, people will still, like, put a weird... Like, I did this comedy club, and a, a guy came up to me after... And he was like, oh, that was so great. I had such a good time being super nice. He was like, yeah, one of the guys who works here was asking me if I thought it was too dark or morbid. And I'm like, what do I talk about that's dark or morbid? And I was telling my friend Mecky, I was like, do people ever like say your comedy is like a certain way? Like I was telling him what that guy said. And I'm like, has anyone ever like asked you about that? And he was like... No, he's like, if I did your set, like no one would question it or like ask if it was too something. And I hate being like the women have it this way and guys have it that way. Unless it's like in a comedy joke format, because my set has become very much that, but funny. But like, it is true. And I'm starting to notice it. I have a list on my phone. I started a notes tab of all of the comedy clubs and people who have rubbed me the wrong way. Like I did another show when I was in New York and the guy who worked, I sold out the show. And it's also like one of those things where like if I'm doing a headlining show at a club, like that goes through the agent and the club and like they come to a deal. It's never like, a, oh, this club doesn't want you. We're really going to try and make it work. It's either like the club wants me and we figure out a time that works and what makes sense for the level that I'm at or whatever. And so I, I headlined the show and one of the guys who works there, not even the booker, and I've always liked this guy and I still like him, but this comment was just, I don't even think, I don't think he realized what he said. But he was like, he was like, oh yeah, I really had to push for you to get a headlining night here. I really had to push for you to get a show here. And I'm like, what do you mean? And like, okay, hypothetically, say he did. Say he like really pushed for me to be there and for me to get the spot. Like, why would you say that to me? Just say like, oh, I'm so glad that you're doing a show here or something. It was so bizarre. And also... I mean, I don't want to put them on blast too much, but so when you do stand up, like you will rely on door deals. So how many tickets you sell is how much money you could potentially walk out with. You're not necessarily always getting like a guaranteed price for going somewhere. You can get, you know, additional money for selling a certain amount of tickets. And I sold it out 
And then afterwards, they were like, oh, they got rid of some seats due to COVID. And I'm like, it was a packed room. Like, were the seats on stage with me? And so I didn't even end up getting the full amount. So they're on my shit list right now. Then my agent was like, oh, do you want to go back there and do like a weekend? And I was like, no, I want to find a different club. I don't want to give my business. I don't know. I'm on my break the glass ceiling bullshit right now. And I'll be honest, it feels good. It does. Not gonna lie. But yeah, it's just so bizarre. Like, you can just kind of get a vibe from the people that you interact with, like, on the road. Just, like, how they feel about female comics. They're like, I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting. But whatever. It feels good, though, at the same time to have people like, I don't know, I kind of like the underdog. Like, I've always wanted, I've always supported the underdog growing up. So I don't know if I'm like an underdog necessarily, but I like when people don't want me to do well or don't expect me to do well. It's always weird when people after a show, like even in Chicago or Cleveland, I had such a good time. The audience was having a good time. Like I felt good about it. And I feel like I'm pretty self-aware of when I do well and when I don't do well. And I know the difference. I'm never like naive or like ignorant to like having bad sets or whatever. But I had some, you know, Chicago, I did more sets. So there were some that were better than others. But in Cleveland, I had a good set. I thought, let me know if you were at the show in Cleveland, leave a comment on this video and let me know how I did. I think I did pretty good. But so, like sometimes people come up, I don't know what they mean by it, but they'll be like, oh yeah, like I come, you know, I, I, I had a great time and I don't know if the audience or they'll like make some sort of comment like I didn't get that much of a reaction. I'm like, everyone was laughing. Uh, I don't get why everyone else didn't find it yeah, like I don't get why everyone else didn't laugh as much or find it as funny or like, you know, whatever. They're like, but I was dying. And I'm like, so was it mostly everyone else. I'm sure there were a couple people who didn't love it. But I'm like, that was a good, it makes me question. I'm like, did I have a good set? It sounded good. Everything seemed to be going well. Am I like that delusional? Am I bombing constantly and I don't even know it? I met a guy named Larry. I did a show. I, I did a joke about my dad whose name is Larry. And this guy in the front row, his name is Larry. And then I talked about, first of all, this guy was 80. He didn't even look 80. He looked so good. I mean, he looked old. There was no doubt about that. But his wife told me after the show that he's 80. She's 70, which I was like, okay, hot, 10 year difference. And during the show, the wife was like, oh yeah, we have sex all the time. And I was like, oh my God. And after the show, she also confirmed it. She was like, oh yeah. She was like, if you're in a relationship at this age, it doesn't stop. You got to keep going. I was like, who are you? Her name was Kathy, of course. Kathy and Larry. Loved it. And uh, and it was funny because I also did a, a joke about Asperger's. And she was like, Larry also has Asperger's. And I was like, this is, I do it for him. And he loved it. It's funny doing, I have this joke about Asperger's. And it's based on a very true story. And sometimes audiences will get uncomfortable by it because I said Asperger's and they act like I'm saying something bad about it. 
But it's just interesting how people get so worried to laugh because they're like, if I laugh, is does that mean I'm like, you know, being mean or whatever? And I'm like, no. Larry's loving it. You're loving it. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. I'm sure I'm going to have more of those stories the more I continue to travel and go on the road and do stand-up. Um, but it is just a very interesting experience. It makes me feel kind of shitty, but it also makes me want to, like, be the baddest bitch doing stand-up comedy and, uh, having these people laugh at the comments they made in the past and go back to those clubs and be like, was that too morbid or dark for you? Because it seemed like this sold-out room didn't think so, biatch. And then eventually, I'm going to have pyrotechnics at my show like Andrew Schulz. Because that's not morbid or dark. And so I'll do, I'll do jokes, all, all morbid and dark jokes, but then have pyro in the back. Juggling. I'm going to have people twerking on stage during my shows. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'm going to have a lot more to talk about after this tour. And if anyone is listening to this episode because you saw me on the road with St. Vincent, welcome. Thank you for checking me out. Um, go back to some episodes. There's a lot of great ones in here. If you didn't like this one, I have a lot to offer. And for those of you who've been around for a while, thanks for coming back still. I love you. Leave a comment down below. Let me know what you thought. Uh, Give it a thumbs up, rate, review, go to my Patreon if you want to do a monthly Zoom hang with me and the top tier homies. Um, and yeah, I'll see you next week. I love you. Stay safe. God bless America. Bye-bye. <laughs>